Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Few minutes left this week before heading off into the most glorious of all things, a summer long weekend. Well, I mean, I know it's only still going to be noon, so you got a little time left, but nonetheless, it is, uh, it is a good thing. In studio with me, as he is in studio with Bill usually, every Friday at this time, Adam Oldfield, president of Vacuum Man and FPM3. Sir, how are you today? I'm doing amazing. You know what? Good weather, long weekend. It's so funny on long weekends, eh? Everyone just is like... August, this time of year, it's like when you talk to people, they're almost like mentally shut down. It's like you're talking, it's like everyone's in summer mode, and this is the time to do it. You, we only have a few more weeks left, and we're really- and we're going to be grouchy. And, and we're going to be angry. Yep. Yeah, and we're having a great summer. I mean, this is amazing. And, you know, we've had our heat streaks or whatever, but I just find like this weather is so good. You find like you just soak it up and take it all in. The thing about, and we talked about this a few days ago, is you- it's a long weekend, so most people are going to be off for the weekend. Leading yeah. into either vacation or long weekend, you look at the clock and you're watching it because you want to get to, you know, yeah, five yeah, o'clock. Yeah. Five, right. And the clock's going tick, tick, <laughs> tick. And then you get on vacation and it's like... Yeah, it's gone before you know it. It's what like, happened? Yeah, you're not paying attention. Yeah, exactly. So weekend's over. People are looking at the clock and they said, okay, Adam started at 11.35. <laughs> it's 11.35.50. Come on. <laughs> That's what I do. That's what I do. I work almost all time, so I don't even know what a vacation is anymore. So, yeah. Adam is here, as he always is, for Tech Talk. And uh, Adam, this one, I got a bunch of things I want to talk to you about. This one seems to be the opposite of a good idea. (laughs) Go ahead, yes. Tesla owners will soon have YouTube and Netflix in their car. Now, I understand at your house, buy a Tesla and we're going to give you a free subscription to these things. Putting these things in your car. Well, it already exists. I mean, if you own a Tesla right now, one of the things Elon Musk has done is every month he updates it with a new game. Like, he, you can get a game, and, and why would you want that? Obviously, the question is that, why would I need a game? I mean, I'm driving, right? And then they got this, you know, well, self-autonomous vehicle, or uh, it's level three, if you will, of autonomous of five levels. And so what happens is Tesla says, we're going to allow streaming of YouTube, and we're going to have Netflix that's going to be allowable in the vehicle. Um, and why, why would you need that, right? right? Like, are your kids going to look at it while you're driving? No. The real idea is, remember, these cars have to be charged. When you're driving a Tesla, you get between... So this is a time filler. It's a time filler. Exactly. All right. So remember, and, and yeah, we take it for granted because we go to a gas station, fill it up, you're three minutes in and out and move along. Well, in a Tesla, for Tesla owners, is that, you know, when they're driving long distances, they can find charging stations. They tend to charge quickly. Wow. You pull in, it takes, right now on a supercharge, it will take about 10 to 15 minutes to charge your Tesla. Well, 10 to 15 minutes if you have a supercharge. If you're on a slow charge, which could be any kind of outlet or plug, you could be there for almost like a good hour. You're watching that whole documentary series, The Vietnam War from Ken Burns. That's right. Just sit back and throw the AC on and you could be basically watching something to entertain. So Elon Elon Musk, well, I I call it Elon Musk, but Tesla itself every month launches a new video game that you can play. You know, I don't know, Pong. I don't know what games they are. You know, maybe it's Atari 2600 or something Did you say Pong? I did say Pong. I know. (laughs) Am I I just old school in it right now? Bringing it right back into the Atari 2600 days? The audience didn't know that Adam Oldfield is actually 94 years old. (laughs) Let me tell you my day. We had the 2600. We used Pong. We played Pong. (laughs) 
Back when I was, no, I, well, it I was had the one best of those game ever. Two was. little controllers and the button, the dot moved from one side of the edge to the other. And you right? knew, Come you on. knew that somewhere with Atari, whoever created that, there were entire <laughs> teams of scientists who had figured out how to make the dot move. And you know what's interesting? The game, these games were caught. Co- these cost seventy nine dollars in nineteen. Now we're talking about video games, but seventy nine dollars for an Atari game in nineteen eighty three. For the now, game or for the console? For the game. No, the console at the time was three hundred ninety nine dollars. Okay, if which we in today's was. Seven hundred. That would be oh, about wow. seven hundred dollars, and a game w- would equal almost one hundred and eighty dollars for the game of uh, you know like E. T. and uh, you know. Oh, E. T. Did and, you ever <laughs> see that documentary? We talked about documentary last segment. So the E. T. game that Atari yeah. made is universe. There's a documentary about yeah. it. Is universally considered the worst video game ever. <laughs> It, and, and the biggest failure, and it was so bad right. that Atari reca- reclaimed or pulled back yeah, yeah, recalled, thousands, recalled thousands of these because they didn't even work half of it. Well, I remember getting stuck in this big X. It looked like a cross, and I just somehow just ended up constantly just in this same environment thinking I'm trying to find the pit. Yeah, I, anyway, sorry. And so the rumor, no, and the rumor was that they had taken these back, gone to some desert in Arizona, and yeah. dug up a 12-foot <laughs> hole and buried them all, and this filled maker was on an uh, uh, an expedition to find the ET the, games and I won't tell you how it ends up. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, you don't want to give a I believe there's actually 2 million people on a mission to go out there. I think it's Area 51. Is that what they're doing? Yeah, they're on their mission to find thing, the games. But maybe so. they can look for the games as well. <laughs> but okay, so the the Tesla thing then, will yes. do we know would these would Netflix, would YouTube, would those things work while you're driving? Or is there some sort of thing that will shut it off so you can't no, be... No, I mean, Tesla claims it will only work when it's in park. Okay. Kind of like when you try to Bluetooth connect with your mm-hmm. phone or while you're driving. Um, and if you're doing that, you're going to get a ticket. Okay, that's reassuring. But, uh, but at the end of the day, Tesla... But here's the thing. We also say you can... You know, Tesla's got a lot of issues with regards to you need both hands on the wheel. And we see how many YouTube videos of people sitting there sleeping in the car while it's driving along the highway. Their hands aren't on the heel. So I'm going to say... Tesla says it. Is it feasible for it to operate? The answer, in my opinion, is going to be yes. I think it will. Still. That is what still terrifies me about the driverless cars. Yes. It's not that the technology may not someday exist. It's that at this point, there's enough glitches and some goofball goes, oh, I think I'll watch, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm just going to not even pay attention and then, yeah. Create a, more of a catastrophe. It won't be, it, it, we'll be talking about this again on Tech Talk, I assure you, in some capacity. Uh, this next one, I love this only because it takes me back to an episode of Cheers with Cliff Clavin and Carla where he had a mood-changing neck shock necklace that he had to wear. And, and he had told Carla, every time I, he wanted to be a better man. And so he says, yeah. every time I say something mean or not yeah, nice, yeah, yeah. you press the button and give me the zap. Which, of course, you give Carla that thing. It's going right, to be yeah. abused for sure. It, it, it was used in all of its capacity. In yeah. everything. But you're saying that we can now buy some sort of shock collar to stop us from bad binge behaviors? We got serious bad habits. The end well, of the day, true. let's just call it what it is. We got some serious bad habits. I got this unbelievably stealth body because I have a bad habit of eating Dorito chips. It's just, I love them. It's it's one of those habits that I love to sit down. My, my wife keeps buying them and God bless her, don't stop. But I do enjoy it. But if I had this device, yes, it's actually developed under an Amazon premise that we have shopping uh, habits. We've seen that. Shopping and online use. Now, Apple came up with a nice way to say, we're going to display it and tell you how long you're going to be online. There's actually now a bracelet that you can purchase. Oh, bracelet. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And what it does is it knows when when you're eating fast food. Okay, it's got different developments on it. So one is when you're online shopping because it's synced with your actual device, with your sign 
sign in account. And when it sees you're shopping and looking and searching and looking to buy, it will give you a shock. Now, I don't know how powerful of a shock. I don't think you're getting 220 <laughs> volts ripping through your skull going, holy jumping. No, you're not buying that. But this is actually probably how humans are very much like animals. We have to be trained to not do something. And to do that, we need to be shocked just a little bit. Now, this happens if you're eating, like I said, I brought up the chips earlier. I might get it just because it might be but a little how would it know that you're eating chips, not celery? Well, fast food obviously will know. Uh, it, it does heart monitoring and electrodes in the in the bracelet itself. It's got an electrode in it that allows to understand from one degree what you're eating. But second is, say fast food we're referring to directly, is you go into a restaurant we, it knows where you are. If you've got Google Maps on, it knows you're sitting in Taco Bell. It knows you're sitting in McDonald's. So it will give you a little shock if you've been in too many fast food. So twice in a day, you go to a fast food in the morning. In fact, you might get a little shock. You can program it to do that. It's now gonna. We're now going to be back to like when we were eight years old trying to get the adult to buy beer for us at the store. It, go, it, go in and buy my fast food for me. I can't get another shock. It is. But guys like us, I mean, my mom will still say to me, you're not looking good. You, you know, like you're gaining weight, whatever it is. If my, you know, my parent was. But if I was living at home, it was like, no, you're not eating that. Think of this as like the electrical parent hanging on your wrist, giving you a little reminder that no, you know, you're not going to have McDonald's today. Little, little but shock. Adam, would, is this going to be a bracelet as far as we know that once you put it on, it is like welded onto your wrist? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's like a Fitbit. It wraps around. And so you can you take it, it off. Of course you can. Of course. But if you're committed Committed to the, it's like when I say. But if I'm, you're committed to not doing it, why would you just not do it? Well, why do people go to AA meetings and carry their coins? Of course, they need that. They need that commitment to constantly remind them that this is something they need to be focused on. So this is like a little reminder that that you need to have a, a, a binging issue. And by the way, the only thing I know is right now it works with Amazon Shopping and the fast food using GPS situations. It's probably going to have a lot more uh, merits in the future. As an example, smoking. Uh, could even indicate drinking. How would they know that? Obviously, your gestures. Remember, these artificial products are, or these products or gadgets, they're capable of understanding your movements, your your hand movements. Terrifying. <laughs> It is. It's terrifying. Yeah, you look very scared right it's, now. Your eyes are just the last thing. Right the now. last thing I want. No, the last thing I want is a device that's interpreting what it is that I'm doing. Right. Yes. That, well, that I'm, it's interpreting. And that said. You raise a really interesting point. Let's say for, we've we've had right now in already we have devices that if you are caught drunk driving, if you're convicted, yep, right. they can put a device into your car that you have to blow in to prove that you are not Correct. intoxicated before you drive. This seems to me that we're talking about a voluntary situation. Yes. Yes. This seems to me has got applications beyond that that says, fine, you've been convicted of drinking and driving. We're going to put this device on you that you can't take off. We are going to bolt it onto you. I wouldn't be surprised. And, and, and it I mean, will give you a, it'll send a message to police or something if you try to get into your car after, I mean, there's ways you could see this thing working. Absolutely. I mean, house arrest will not be just a bracelet that makes an alarm. It will probably even be able to know when you're drinking. So, I mean, we've seen that with some of the new advanced medical products with the bracelets with regards to diabetes, where it actually will do a very fine prick. It, it measures uh, your blood sugars with your wristband uh, until, so you don't have to keep doing it. Your wrist will do it automatically, schedule it. It will, it will do it a little prick. In the diabetic world, I know that they've got some amazing technology when it comes to that. Why that's important is that when they do this, this product could be used for checking blood alcohol levels. Uh, it could be checking blood sugar levels. It also could, it also could be able to check cannabis checks. Uh, on that on that component, the fact that it's a zapper <laughs> to me, you know what? All those people who right now have monitoring ankle bracelets, yes, 
clearly that's not sufficient. We got to wrap this around their package with the zapping thing, and they'll <laughs> never leave the home. You want a criminal to stay in his home? Th- this will put them in their place. He's going to get an electric in a, charge yeah. in old yeah. uh, happy yeah. place, it's, and um, nobody wants to be going. electrocuted. I'll tell you, no one wants Especially to taser there. baby. No Especially one wants to taser. The uh, Cal- scientists at the University of California have come up with a contact lens that zooms in when you blink. Cool sounding, I suppose. <laughs> you're trying to wrap your head uh, around Well, I, I am because it's cool sounding. <clears throat> Although every time you blink now, you're going to be like... Bzz, bzz, bzz. You, how do you, it, It's an interesting well, idea. I don't think it's going to be like we blink regularly, but I mean, it's kind of <laughs> like when you... you know, With like three blinks, I'm going to be looking at your yeah. nostril. <laughs> Blink three times, I, I do super zoom, right? No, the idea behind the whole zooming contact lens is like bifocals. You wear bifocals, you look down, you can be able to zoom. Imagine this is electrical. Uh, our bodies are electric currents. And what happens is it creates an electric current and it can measure the... You're blinking at me right now. You're instinctively I, well, I blinking. I've just so, zoomed in on your forehead. <laughs> you're, just, you're getting right down to the to the pores, are you? So bottom line is the, zo- this, the zooming contact lens could be very advantageous for a couple reasons. One, of course, the general reading, maybe a bifocal. But think about it for medical reasons. If a doctor was able to to surgically do a, a, an operation, blink instinctively three times and zoom in quickly where he's doing the, uh, uh, the, the, the operation part, military for the sake of getting zooming in through uh, a scope or otherwise, um, you know, and even from a driving perspective, it would probably be very handy. The only thing that makes me laugh about this new science or otherwise is imagine if you got something in your eye, you're going to have a headache. Zoom in, zoom out, zoom in, zoom out, zoom in, zoom out. You're going to be, exactly you're right. going to be in a lot of pain. I can tell you that. That's right. And think of the, you know, if this works and assuming, I guess they're, they're, they're I don't know if, is it in place? Does it work or are they working on it? Right it now. works now. I mean, it's the new, it, it's just developed. I mean, this isn't a market product you and I could go get today. What they're claiming is that the the the, the contact lens has an electrode that allows to use the body's blink sensors. Uh, as you blink, the energy, the kinetic energy of your eyelids closing is able to be measured, therefore giving you a zoom in and then consciously blinking at a certain pace or speed, zoom out. So driving or otherwise, I believe they're working on it. I don't know if it's perfected at this Where stage. I would love to see this somehow take some sort of form is maybe not for zooming in and out, but the same blink technology with a contact lens for people who may be like quadriplegics or something where you can, right. Yes. You, you know, can in, where in, you can communicate if you, even if you can't talk or something where you can, right. or you can write or something like there seems to, the idea behind it seems pretty cool. Well, the university of Stanford actually has a, a brain chip. And they're working on it. And this is a fact. They've got a brain chip that can actually monitor brain waves, electrical waves, and convert them into, into words. So this medical product or ingenuity. So everything is, you're thinking is now going to be, be said out loud? Yes. I know. <laughs> that's, that's not good. I'm not going to say it's a good, a good idea. You just brought it up as a position where someone <laughs> that, wasn't able to speak. Yeah, so I'm just making a point. It's, think, a, it's in the of, process. Think of that chip when you're walking down the street and all of a sudden everything that goes through your mind suddenly is verbalized. You might as well just find me now because I'm just going to have all sorts of issues all over over me in that, in that kind of place. There's so, not a person alive whose no. boss is not going to fire them within a week. <laughs> yeah, my my father and I are probably going to have a few more talks in the future when it yeah, comes and to, ha- what? You thought what? Yeah, yeah I can imagine help that. us with our yeah. parents-in-law or, you know, <laughs> yeah. kids, wives, husbands. Of, yeah, you, did you hear what you said? It's going to be, no, no, you really heard what I said. If yes. my wife had this, the things that I would learn... Maybe this is dangerous. Yes, you it don't could, want this product. Could. But I do. Uh, the other thing about this, I think, is if, if you've ever been on, and most people probably have, gone on to their on their Apple uh, iPhone or whatever their their uh, the camera part, all the different. You can have different filters. You can have yeah. 
Now take it to this. You don't just zoom in and out. You can have black and white. You can go to sepia tone. You can go to fuzzy edges. That's you right. Can, if you love tie-dye looking environments or that little haze around glow on, on everything, this is now a feature you can now incorporate. As soon as you create it with x-ray vision, that thing will sell out. <laughs> For all kinds of people who shouldn't be looking with X-ray vision, you're just making vision. technology not fun anymore. You know what's got? I mean, well, I'm honestly, making it inappropriate. Is what I'm making. <laughs> you are it. definitely making it. I'm thinking of science and good. You're but now you're bringing it to perspective. Well, yeah. you know, I've I've I'm of the opinion that anything that starts out for good will quickly be transformed into something nefarious <laughs> by someone. We've got great technology that we can use to save people in burning buildings by looking right. through doors. Oh, but can it also look through people's dresses? I mean, that's the, there's going to be people out there. It's immediately like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, they're going to be on it. What's that, uh, what's that like Godwin's law that says yes. any discussion of anything will lead to a mention of Hitler within six mentions. Well, that's going to be the same with technology. It immediately goes somewhere inappropriate within that's a few right. mentions. Uh, very quickly, last thing we got time for today, Apple Siri. Yes. Apparently he's eavesdropping on us. Is you it? know what? It was in the news recently that Amazon was on it. We've seen it with uh, 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 with Google Assistant. And now, yes, Apple is eavesdropping. Now, I don't think anyone should be shocked by this. I think it should be a reality that, first of all, if you're going to use a voice recognition uh, uh, or a voice uh, command system, a voice assistant... This is going to an artificial intelligence. It's using a system giving commands, you know, schedule an appointment, schedule a day. And Apple has always been over in this little corner going, they'll protect me. What they're doing with information, no one's going to get access to. And we've seen that with the police with a couple crimes and they had it encrypted and the police said, or sorry, Apple said, we're not going to let you guys in because we believe in privacy. However, one of the issues is that Apple or Apple Siri is eavesdropping and they've got third party contractors that are monitoring a lot of the information. What are they doing with this monitor detail? They're using it for a lot of better improvement. It's a lot of advancement to see what could we do better? What is it What is it doing wrong? Because when you voice dictate, some of the words you get back, I mean, I always dictate constantly, and for whatever reason, it thinks my name's Animal Field, not Adam Oldfield. I don't know why. <laughs> but whatever the reason is, it doesn't matter. But this is something that they need contractors to listen to. But they're catching a lot of stuff that people may not even understand that Apple is got a constant radio recording device. Because, especially if you've got little Google Home or something yes, like that, and, and, and I do have one at home, That's right. you forget that it's there. And the weirdest thing is when you're not talking to it and suddenly it blurts something out to you as a reminder and you're going, wait a second, what did... What what were you just listening to? What did you what did you hear that I, you thought I heard? Right. Yes. And that to me is the biggest problem. Is right. that eventually I think some of these things will be used in courts or whatever. Right. And clearly, it's hearing things at times, animal field that it's not <laughs> hearing. That's right. Yes. But if could someday and, and we got to yeah. run, but could someday something that you said be used against you that you didn't even say, but that somehow has been mistranslated? I mean, the issue right now is they've been hearing drug deals. They've heard people having sex, and this has been released through uh, whistleblower. <laughs> Yeah, surprise, right? Hopefully but, not at the same time. But no, no, I don't know when these were taking place. <laughs> otherwise, I'm just telling you that this is the case. But the point of the matter is, if you're going to turn on your voice-activated Siri, Apple, uh, or sorry, Amazon, Alexa, or Google Assistant, you got to appreciate that when you turn that feature on, these microphones are constantly listening. You've opened a gateway. You've opened a gateway, and you're now giving any kind of your information in the environment to be heard. So keep that in mind. If you're using them, that your information will be shared. And third-party humans are listening. It isn't just a computer. Steve Jobs 
has been reanimated somewhere in a back room and is listening now. He's like the computer in uh, what was the computer in the in uh, Al? You talking Al, about yeah, two thousand one? Yeah, yeah. yeah Space Odyssey. Yeah. yeah, he's there. Yeah, he he is freaking out. Adam Oldfield, Tech Talk. Always appreciate you coming in. Thanks for doing this. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate it. The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from nine to noon on nine hundred CHML.